are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Park the Sound is your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked On Tar Heels. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Thank you so much for joining me today. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast from anywhere. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked On Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. So here's what I have on tap for you today. It is another crossover episode. We have Locked On Wolfpack, Kitten Gibbs here to talk with me about the Wolfpack. More importantly, how they might hold up against the Tar Heels tonight at 7 p.m. We have got an action-packed game for you. This is the 68th season of competition in the ACC for the Tar Heels. They have won the ACC regular season title a record 32 times, including nine times in the previous 17 seasons under Roy Williams. Now, they'll be up against their first matchup against NC State in this crazy year, so I've got to bring on my guy, Kenton Gibbs. Kenton, how are you? Welcome to the show. I'm great as always. It's great to be here. Uh, I, I like how you threw in that you all have a record for ACC championships. Unfortunately, Michael Jordan had walked through that door. James Worthy, Vince Carter, um, even uh, what's that guy's name? Kendall Marshall ain't walking through that door. So this this is a different UNC team. But I get the sentiment. Is it a different UNC team in the sense that they can't hold up against this current NC State team? You know that is to be seen. But I'm going to tell you this: if NC State has its full arsenal of weapons, I have no doubt about what's going to happen. And, and as we saw from football season, I am not so crazy and biased that I cannot pick against NC State. However, I think that they've got a great shot tonight uh, with what UNC strengths are and what NC State has. I think they have a great shot tonight. Well, let's just start out with where our teams are at, right? So Carolina opens up at 5-2 and two on the year so far. NC State is, what, 4-1 and one to start yes, the year? Okay, cool. So they're both coming in with some strengths. Obviously, they've had some strong matchups. But NC State's had a little more challenges than UNC has, has had in their season to get it started. Talk about that a little bit and what kind of has been going on over there in Raleigh. Well, obviously, with the whole COVID situation that's going on with um, NC State's men's basketball, we have seen – the team have to go out there shorthanded. The only game in which they lost this season was to St. Louis, a one-loss St. Louis team that when they played St. Louis, they only had eight players to play. Now, for a lot of teams in the NCAA, that's not a big deal. However, when you play Coach Keats' style of aggressive press, 64 feet, we're up on the ball type defense, you just can't do it with uh, eight guys. And the fun fact about that game is they actually led at halftime but they just ran out of gas. You can't run eight guys for that long in his system and expect everything to go great for you. So, you know, they've, they've also had some players sit out their following game, which was a game against Campbell that NC State won handily. And, and you wonder if they had to sit out due to virus concerns or due to uh, Coach Keith just not wanting to get hurt or put them in compromising positions coming back in a game that he felt like they could win with nine and ten players. Well, nine and ten players seems to be kind of bleak, especially in a year with which if one or two go down, it's going to be a long year for everybody involved. So do you think that a numbers game is going to be difficult for NC State throughout this season? Oh no. No. I don't I honestly and truly I think if the numbers work out fine, or if the virus rather, um if they if the players do the right thing as far as the virus goes, which I had talked about earlier uh, during my podcast, if the if the team does what they have to do in terms of 
you know, hey, guys, we got to, I know that we're quote unquote amateurs, but you got to be as pro as pro right now. You have to avoid people like they have to play. You have to do the right things because at the end of the day, if you all come down with cases, this could decimate our team. If they go about it the right way and prevent cases and all that good stuff going forward, I think they'll be just fine. And I think that's exactly what Carolina has done so far this season. We all know Roy Williams has been harping on the fact that COVID is no joke. He wears his mask the entire game. You never see him take it down, whether he's yelling at a player or not, which I commend because a lot of coaches are not getting that memo when it comes to wearing your mask for an entire game. I will say Carolina has certainly had a shaky start. They've had some great competition to lead the way. Again, being 5-2 and two and dropping two games that certainly were some, you know, hey, got to grow up a little bit games with the loss against Iowa and the tough loss against Texas. But I still believe that Carolina has a team that is not of last year. A lot of people were writing us off because last year's Matt group was not exactly the one with the most heart. But this year's team certainly is a different group you see them rally the troops a lot of times the second halves they don't always start out they never actually start out fast but they've always been able to get back in the game at some point now can they do that against an NC State team a series that is 160 to 78 which Carolina has won the last 32 of 36 49 of the last 60 games against the Wolfpack Roy Williams is 37-4 and four as a head coach, and he is going up against a Coach Keats who, for all intents and purposes, I mean, he doesn't have the kind of same, you know, is his seat getting warm yet the way people get mad at Coach Krzyzewski or Coach Beheim or Coach Roy Williams. But people want to see success from Coach Keats at this point, right? I mean, what the question is, what do we define as success, number one? And number two, Coach Keats it has this program moving in the right direction. I believe that after everything that went down with uh, Dennis Smith and with what was that coach's name, Coach Godfrey, uh, the the program just wants to move in a better direction as far as not having the violations and things along those lines. And Coach Keats runs a tight ship, so he's already leading us in a positive direction as far as that goes. But as far as the actual wins go, you know, I I hark on the ACC a lot. I really, I uh, some people told me I piled on during the football season. Ladies and gentlemen, y'all just have not. I, as as you all who are listening know, I uh, recently had a little uh, battle with COVID myself. But the ACC was not the worst Power Five conference in terms of football by a long shot. I think that was the Big Twelve. The, I think it was the uh, Pac twelve and Big Twelve and the ACC was in the top uh, group as far as Power Five conferences go. But basketball wise, now a, the ACC has traditionally been one and one a and this is uh this is not exactly the same type of year so i think that coach keats can definitely have some success simply by uh virtue of his team not being the worst of the group not being a bad team out of this group he has a good system going he's got some really really good players some really underrated players that tonight y'all are gonna find out their names y'all are gonna find out their names and what they do well, because I believe that this NC State team was constructed to win games under Coach Keats. And I think that they are not intentionally like a Lakers-Clippers situation, but they were, or they are built in a way that is going to give UNC fits. 
Well, let's talk about a few of those players. But first, I have to figure out where are you going to enjoy tonight's matchup and what are you going to do it with? Are you watching the game in the comfort of your home? Are you going, you know, with a group of friends? What are you doing tonight to enjoy the game? Absolutely in the comfort of my home. Ma'am, I reside in Raleigh, North Carolina, and I listen to the experts. And um, Roy Cooper says stay at home. Don't go to large gatherings. Don't go out to restaurants. So I'm, that's what I'm You're doing. following Roy's curfew? There you go. That is excellent. That is excellent. Well, if you are going to be home by yourself, make sure you do that with a Coors Light. These days, life certainly can be on, and we are always feel like we're on go, go, go mode. But we have the drink that's literally made to chill for you. So when you're around just you and yours, or you just want to get a reset for a second, get the drink that's made to chill chill. You have to celebrate responsibly though. From the Coors Brewing Company Golden, Colorado, we want you to get the one that you can use to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Are you ready for some football? College football heads, let me tell you, bowl season is upon us and there are some big matchups this weekend nfl regular season is finishing up the playoff picture and it's becoming clearer and clearer and there is one place that has you covered in one place that i truly trust and that's betonline.ag Kenton, are you familiar with betting and are you a betting head yourself uh you know i am familiar with betting uh, i don't do a lot of betting i i, I on the sports journalist salary, you don't have a lot of money to bet. I feel it. I feel it. But you can sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for 50% welcome bonus, right? Now, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So betting on your favorite team doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks and quick hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. All right, so we have got Carolina versus NC State, an old-fashioned rivalry that we all have come to love, right? What has been most exciting for you about this current team that you've seen so far this year? Uh, the depth. The okay. depth is, is for certain what I've seen out of this NC State team that I've liked the most. Uh, actually, you know what? Let me take that back. The depth is the second most thing I like. The first most. That bad man out of Greensboro, North Carolina, Cam Hayes. <laughs> he is, uh, by far and away, the most underrated freshman in the ACC to me. He has played phenomenally well. Uh, he dropped, I want to say, 17 points and 7 assists with 13 and 7 in his second or third game. He gets better every single time we see him. And this team, I feel like they are they already had a lot of guys who had the particular skill sets that just needed a point guard to get them over the edge. And he's the guy. He's clearly the distributor who's going to find Braxton Beverly when he's open. He's the guy who's going to find Devin Daniels. He's the guy who's going to penetrate and, and get some easy lobs to Thunderbird and Manny Bates. So Cam Hayes has been a revelation for this Wolfpack team where everybody was like, well, what's, what's going on with the point guard situation? Who's going to be the point guard? He stepped up emphatically, and that's got to be exciting for any Wolfpack fan. Now, if we're looking at betonline.ag, right, they have North Carolina as a a one-and-a-half favorite. 
over NC State. Am I reading that correctly? Uh, yes, ma'am. They are the one and a half point favorites. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. They're one and a half point underdogs, it looks like. Okay. Help me understand. Because you know I'm new to this bet online thing. So I just, let's get it clarified. So NC State is coming in with the Cam Hayes energy as being the. Well, I don't, I don't think that it's Cam Hayes okay. so much as, again, I, I, I believe that this team, it has certain things built in that are meant to stop what North Carolina does well. Garrison's going to struggle against Manny Bates. He's Manny Bates is one of the best. He was one of the best shot blockers in the nation last year. This year, he's gotten even bigger and stronger, and he knows the game even better, as we saw from his previous performance, which included seven blocks. So Garrison's going to struggle against the likes of him and Funderburg. The question is, who does UNC have that can uh, figure out a way to score outside of him because it's going to be tough in that paint this game. And it's funny you mentioned Garrison Brooks. He has had a slow start to his season, his senior campaign where he was the preseason All-ACC Player of the Year. Now, I get it, right? I get all the hype sometimes. You get overwhelmed. You get to become a head case. I don't necessarily feel like he's played his best ball yet. I think it's on the way, though. And it could come out tonight because you all know during a rivalry energy, you kind of just somehow play your best ball. Well, I, I will say this. Wait, no, I'm not done. Oh, no. Because okay. you said who is going to be the guy that's going to put us to the next level. Mm. And I think for us tonight, our big man of the hour is going to be Armando Baycott. I think Armando has had a great uh, game against, what was our last opponent? Lord help me, Kentucky. Put up career numbers there. I think that he has brought a different level of energy this year. His sophomore season is nothing like his freshman year where he's not playing scared. I think he is going to be the guy to go to. And if Garrison's not playing well, you do have, let me help you out here, Dayron Sharp, who just because he can't not catch a foul like it is his best friend, still has an opportunity to get in the game and be a disruptor. I mean, I don't think that I don't think that it's the problem for UNC this year has been not the inability to draw fouls. I mean, if you just look at the central game, they clearly were on the line for some um less than shot altering contact, but we won't talk about that right now. What the fact of the matter is this when I look at this game and I say, Well, up top to bottom, who has the better roster? Who has the more talented roster? For me, it looks to be a bit of a push. And whenever that happens, I believe the difference will be coaching. Now, Roy, while Roy Williams has all the pedigree in the world, um, you you have to still go out there and prove it. You know, uh, in the words of, I believe it was Paul Abdul, what have you done for me lately? And the fact of the matter is, if you are a UNC fan and you're looking at this game and saying to yourself, well, we should win this game handily, you're lying to yourself. And if you're saying to yourself, well, this is a barometer to see where we are against ACC, I think that's a more honest um, more honest statement with yourself in this game. And by the way, Armando has been good, but Kentucky is also a um, – I, I know I can't curse on the show, but they've been a, a poop show, to say the least. They've been some nonsense. They have one win all year. Coach Cal is calling players out on Twitter. Uh, players are having meltdowns on the bench. That is an awful team that you got to come out and handle your business against. And UNC did. Credit to them for not allowing the slow start and Davion Mintz's scoring to be an impediment to where they they just uh, curled up in the ball and gave up. 
However, this NC State team ain't that, and that ain't this. You know, I I truly believe that they if they do this slow start thing tonight, it'll get ugly quick. But do you feel like, and I, I've seen this with my own too, mm-hmm. NC State has had some slow starts. They struggled against Campbell in the first half of their game. They did not come out swinging. They did not come out with a dominating. I understand they only had nine players readily available. However, they did not come out as solid as you would have hoped after kind of uh, humbling from St. Louis, right? So I'm assuming that they either are going to play with some vigor where they're ready to avenge any type of energy that people are assuming. But when you're talking about getting out coach, I will say Roy has seemingly out coached Kevin Keats every time they've come up to bat, if I'm not mistaken. Well, the, the whenever I say I'll coach, mm-hmm. right, or whenever you say I'll coach, mm-hmm. the question is, for the talent that both teams have, did the outcome indicate a greater or lesser differential than you believe the talent has? Now, if you look at those UNC rosters and you tell me that any of the wins that Coach Keats has uh, or any of the losses that Coach Keats has taken the Royal Williams, you look at those scores and say, yeah, that loss shouldn't have been that that score, that game, NC State should have won. Tell me which one. NC State has not had the type of talent that you would say, oh, they should be competing and beating this uh, UNC team, especially because I believe, um, what was that young man's name? It was one of our do-everything guys. He had a concussion throughout a lot of last season or throughout the early part of last season. Uh, He was unavailable the first time that we played you all. And from there, again, even still, that was an NC State team that was building. They were moving in the right direction. But I believe that this team is not the culmination. They're not the peak of what Kevin Keats can do as a coach. But they're closer to that than they were last year. And I I honestly and truly believe that if if we're, again, if we're talking about talent for talent, this team and UNC, I think, are about even. And I think that th- this game will be a better indicator of what coaches are doing what than any of the previous matchups were. So now it's not just about you have talent and you just happen to be blessed with some guys who can do things whether or not you can coach them or not. So basically you're saying this is a put-up-or-shut-up game for NC State Carolina, especially on more side than on the UNC side. I mean, I, I see it as that on the NC State side as well. Hmm. Because, again, this is not your supremely talented UNC team that has number one point guard, number two shooting guard, number one center. They don't have that. They don't have that. So there is no more excuse of, well, I don't have my recruits here because Roy don't have his recruits either. Well, I mean, I guess he does because he's been there for forever and a day. But Roy's not landing the top guys either Mm -hmm. uh, due to the one-and-done rules being altered in the way that they are as well as, you know, just recruits picking other schools. Mm -hmm. Roy no longer has – a definitive um, just pound-for-pound advantage over NC State. Now that the two are in the same weight class, let's see what what happens here. Built Go makes you the best you at whatever you do. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's five-hour energy without the same crash feeling, plus it's natural, so it's better for your body. It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. Built Go comes in three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and my personal favorite, chocolate mint. 
How does Built Go work so well? Built Go gives me the kick to keep me going strong with B6 and B12 vitamins. Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into my system fast, plus it's easy on my stomach. Visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED and you'll get 20% off your next order. Every Tuesday at Locked on NFL, Luke Braun and Ross Jackson break down the Monday night football action and top fantasy storylines around the NFL with the Tuesday Fantasy Forum. Luke and Ross are joined every Tuesday by a Locked on Fantasy expert to help you save your lineup with waiver wire pickups, must starts, and more. Subscribe to Locked on NFL wherever you get your podcasts. We are here with Locked on Wolfpack host Kenton Gibbs rounding out the hour, talking about the NC State versus UNC game happening tonight at 7 p.m. It got bumped up because because Syracuse and Notre Dame game got canceled due to COVID protocol and all that good stuff. I'm just thankful that we get a game. Carolina, especially from a football side, has been lucky enough to get through their games. NC State had that blessing as well. And now we are into ACC play, our first game for both sides into the conference play. We are excited to see a matchup that, arguably so, is going to be a head-to-head, pound-for-pound, point-for-point. I think it's going to be a track meet, low-key. I think everyone's going to have to put on their best shoes, and it's going to be about can Carolina actually use their size advantage to their advantage, or will they try to create offense from Caleb Love and R.J. Davids and do team too much, which I think a lot of times, because you are the Carolinas of the world, you assume that you have to go above and beyond. Instead of going back to Mr. Fundamentals, which I'm all about, shout out to Tim Duncan, I am all about doing the basics. A bucket goes in from a swish or a bank shot. It's all two points the same. So I feel like just do what you know how to do. Play your game. If you just step into your role, it'll be an easy dub for the heels. So first of all, for those of you who are uh, deeply interested in Twitter versus I am, all of the Tim Duncan slander has got to stop. The man has five rings, three finals MVPs. I absolutely agree with you there, Candace. The big fundamental was called that for a reason. And as you said, Two points is two points all the same. Uh, however, I would love to see a track meet tonight because that plays right in NC State's hands. Certainly. While, while Carolina does have athletes who can run and all that, I don't think that they are skilled enough in transition, are good enough decision makers in transition, play good enough transition defense and offense, really, to be honest, to uh, win a situation where this game is up and down, up and down, up and down the court. I really don't. I think the Carolina wants to make this a half-court slugfest because in that type of situation, you can use your size advantage. And NC State has an, a huge emphasis on guard rebounding. How do you defeat guard rebounding? You slow the game down. You make sure that your bigs are always in position to get the rebound. So if this is a track meet, as you have said, I would love that. Wolfpack Nation would love that. We would all take a track meet because a track meet tends to veer in the favor of the smaller team, which the Wolfpack are outside of Manny Bates and Thunderbird. We, we are the smaller team, that's fine. But if, if, if we get to running and gunning, Cam Hayes is going to put on the show tonight. Uh, Devin Daniels is going to put on the show tonight. And after Devin Daniels went 0 from 4 for, from deep last game, I truly think he's going to come back with an Avengers tonight and, and put on a, a light show from deep which would absolutely be great. And uh, same for Braxton Beverly, who didn't shoot uh, too well last game either against Campbell. So with that being said, I, I would love to see uh, a fast break up and down the court game. 
I'd, I'd love to see it. You know, uh, Coach Keats isn't a big shimmy guy, but uh, I I definitely think that that uh, the Wolfpack will be dancing and lighting the bell tower up tonight if if that are, is the case. Wonderful. Now, I, I agree with you. The track meet will be interesting. However, if Carolina can figure out how to defend from three, we will have a solid game. <clears throat> And if you talk about our Caucasian brethren, Braxton Beverly and Andrew Playtech, somebody's going to have to shoot out the gym tonight between the two of them. Now, if you put Braxton versus Andrew, who do you go with? Well, I, I'll i say this. Braxton Beverly, it seems like he's been there for forever and a day. <laughs> uh, I last played at NC State in 2016, and I remember – he was playing before I even started covering on the journalism and media side. Uh, so I'm I'm going to have to go with Braxton. He's got all the experience in the world. He's He's been there forever and a day. And again, I can count on him to bounce back. Braxton Beverly does not surprise you by any means. He's not going to come out and, and strike for 30 tonight. But Braxton Beverly is consistent. He does what he does, clutch man, like clockwork. So I think that he'll, I think he'll come out uh, big tonight, and I think NC State gets the job done. Okay, now when it comes to other vets, we were talking earlier about Garrison Brooks, and you mentioned DJ Funderburg, who mm-hmm. seemed like to me has been there forever, three years. They're gonna, they they've been involved in the NC State UNC matchup there. Now, when you go toe to toe between DJ and Garrison, who are you picking? Uh, you know, I, I honestly believe that Garrison will find if if it is him and DJ, he's gonna find a way to uh to put up the numbers that he needs to give Carolina the advantage in that matchup. However, I don't believe that him against Funderburk will be the matchup. Uh I think it'll be him against Manny Bates because Manny is the better defender, he's the better leaper, uh, and he is he is ultimately the guy that is just He's not just a help defense block guy because some people, their numbers as far as blocks are deceiving because they just help off their man and they come up with a lot of blocks. He also comes up with a high volume of blocks in man-to-man defense when he's matched up against bigs in the paint. And I don't think that Garrison's post bag is deep enough to throw something at Manny that he is not expecting. So maybe we'll need an Armando on a Manny tonight because I think that we need somebody who can be consistent throughout the matchup, which I think that Armando has been most consistent throughout this season. But I do think if they want to have somebody who's going to go toe-for-toe, man-for-man, Manny, Manny, what is it called? Manny Bates. No, what is it called when you're like? Mono-a-mono. Yeah, that's the one. Sorry, I'm pretty. I think when it comes to that, you want to have a Dayron Sharp. He's going to get four fouls within 10 minutes, but it will be worth it if we rattle Manny Bates. I mean, listen, that that sounds great and all, but Manny Bates' objective is not to score anyway. So right. if you're if, if you go waste four fouls on him, the day run. <laughs> if you're gonna waste four fouls on a man, I mean I, I appreciate it, I guess. Uh, it's more power to you. At the free throw line, how are they though? Are they going to make their free throws? Because we can't do that. At the free throw line, NC State is reliable. I'm not gonna say they're great. I'm not gonna say they're gonna put up 80% of the free throw line. They're reliable. You know they're gonna get about 75%. From the line, they've got uh, a lot of guys who are either really good or all right at shooting free throws. I I would be surprised. You know, like, for example, when women's basketball played South Carolina earlier this year, I said that they had to put them on line 
because their bigs will struggle from the free throw line so mightily, it'll be an impediment to them to get fouled. And that ended up being the case. They shot 30% from the line. I don't think either of our teams shoot that poorly, but if we're talking about who the better free throw shooters are, I think that that definitely has to go to uh, NC State. Yes, absolutely agree. Because I think Carolina struggles from the free throw line. I think they struggle to consistently get to the free throw line and make their free throws. There's always one of ones. Or they always make one for one or one for two. You know what I'm trying to say. I get get flustered because my free throws, I don't understand how you can't make free shots. That seems to me, I go back to my fundamentals. It doesn't make sense that you can't make your free throws. Now, when it comes to ball security, we mentioned that again as we're wrapping up the show. Carolina turns it over like it is a hot pocket. And I just am confused as to how they consistently do that night after night. The Kentucky game was the first time that the opposing team had more turnovers than Carolina. Well, I, I think that that just goes to show Carolina's uh, inexperience in the backcourt. And again, at the end of the day, when you look at these teams, when you look at a lot of college teams, a lot of these teams have rankings via their names or, or whatever the case may be. And honestly and truly, I believe that Carolina is one of those teams. Um, no disrespect to the Tar Heels because people have known, I've been known to get a little disrespectful with the Tar Heels at times. We, we know. We but know. this is not one of those moments. Uh, I, I honestly and truly think had they come into the season unranked and earned their way into the top 25 or won some games, I'm like, okay, that's a top 25 win. It, it'd be more respectful. Or it would be more respectable to me. But the fact of the matter is this feels like one of those things where, you know, sometimes folks just a lot like what they did with the uh, with the ACC Coach of the Year and, and the Buck Kiss Award for Linebacker of the Year. They just kind of filled in guys' names without looking – at, uh, without watching the actual games, without looking at the stat lines, without doing any due diligence. And again, this is no disrespect to UNC, but the fact of the matter is I do not believe that they're the 17th best team in the country, even with everything that we're looking at. So once we beat y'all tonight, will you have a change of heart? Even if Carolina finds a way to win tonight, absolutely not. Uh, you know, there, there's a rule. The house always wins. Vegas ain't betting with NC State for no reason. Even with all of the turmoil and all of the games that we've had canceled via uh, COVID, there's a reason Vegas is still saying we think NC State's going to get this job done. Because Vegas is Vegas, much like the media, or Vegas, unlike the media, they're all about the money. They, they care about the bottom line and who's going to bring home the bacon. The media is more about, well, this is this team is the team we like. This is the coach we like. This is these are the group of guys. You know their jerseys are pretty, so we'll go with them. Vegas on the other hand don't care about the money. Coach Keats is a pretty likable coach. Oh, absolutely. But I think that he's the only coach that uh, is likable and gets love for that at NC State. Everybody dislikes Dory. Everybody. Everybody, including the ACC. We'll have you back when you want to have a UNC NC State football conversation. But as for now, please give me your final prediction, score prediction for tonight's game at 7 p.m. on the ACC Network, Carolina versus NC State. What you got? Well, you know, uh, Vegas has us as one-point favorites, and I'm going to turn that up a little bit. I'm going to crank that up just a little bit here. I think NC State comes away with an 85-75 win in the barn burner. Uh, down the stretch, I think that the, I think that UNC gets out to too slow of a start, and I think down the stretch, 
uh, the experience on the perimeter, there's going to be too many big shots hit by the Devin Daniels, Braxton Beverly's of the world. And um, we're, we're going to put come pull away at the end. And when it becomes a, a free throw shooting, uh, if it becomes a free throw shooting match, again, NC State, I feel like, has the advantage there. All right, well, I'm going to go 75-72, Carolina, because I feel that I can never go against my heels, never will do that. I, everyone knows, as I've had plenty of crossover episodes by now, I'll never go against the Tar Heels as a graduate and all that good stuff. I think it's going to be a close one, but I do see Carolina pulling away when it matters most, and hopefully that will be hold true. So we got to find out. I can't wait to have you back here. Kenton, thank you so much for joining the show. I look forward to having this conversation again. We are going to meet again. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yes. Well, I hope you have a Merry Christmas, and I look forward to talking to you down the line. Uh, same to you, and as always, go back. Well, guys, I hope you had a great uh, listen, and make sure you tune into the game. We'll talk about results tomorrow. Stay smart, stay safe out there, have a happy holiday, and as always, go Heels. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.